from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? It's the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. We hope this finds you well. And greetings from Denver, Colorado. Sean Kelly with you from the Team Hotel as the New Orleans Pelicans begin a three-game West Coast road trip when they take on the Denver Nuggets tonight at 8 Central. All right, so the Pelicans, after losing two straight, still ended up with a winning month in the uh, month of March. And so tonight they bring, begin April at 32-42, and 42, and they'll take on the Denver Nuggets here in Denver, also with a record of 32-42. and 42. But Denver's lost four straight, five of their last six, and kind of like the Pelicans, Denver is uh, decimated by injuries right now. We'll be previewing that basketball game tonight and this road trip as we go along during today's Black and Blue Report. Tyreek Evans will uh, stop by, at least, well, well, we'll have the sound from him talking to the media after practice yesterday as far as stopping by goes, but definitely stopping by here at the Team Hotel in Denver is David Wesley, the uh, television analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans, makes his Wednesday visit, as we call it Wesley Wednesday. He'll join us a bit later on in the show. We've got football to talk about today as well. We'll continue our draft series as we uh, lead up to the NFL draft. We're trying to pick off teams one by one, and we'll take care of the St. Louis Rams today. They have two high picks in the first round, 2-13, and And so today, Daniel Salerson gets a chance to visit with Howard Balzer. He covers the St. Louis Rams for the sportsexchange.com. And so that's a part of our program. And then big news yesterday for the black and gold as the Saints renewed their relationship with outside linebacker Paris Harrelson. The two agreed on a one-year free agent contract yesterday. Harrelson, who's coming off of a pectoral muscle injury, was a big part of a resurgent Saints defense last year after coming in late in training camp in a deal Struck with the San Francisco 49ers. So good news on that front for sure. And we'll visit with Paris Harrelson today and get his thoughts about year number two coming up for him in the black and gold and how rehab is coming on that chest injury of his. So a big show for you today. Pelicans Denver talk. Here from Denver with David Wesley and Tyreek Evans. We'll continue our draft series covering the St. Louis Rams today. And then, as we just mentioned, Paris Harrelson stopping by to talk about his new free agent deal with the New Orleans Saints. Matter of fact, we'll get started with that. We're in Denver today at the Team Hotel, the Ritz-Carlton in downtown Denver. As the Pelicans begin this road trip, we'll check in with Paris Harrelson of the New Orleans Saints next. Here's a valuable lesson I've learned as an Intergy customer. Saving energy saves you money. And the online videos at EntergySavings.com show you how. A few simple projects can make a big difference in your bill. In just a few hours, I knocked my monthly bill down by 20%. It was easy. From caulking windows to programming your thermostat, the Entergy videos walk you through it. Visit EntergySavings.com and start saving today. That's the power of people. Entergy. 
Your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Wednesday, April 9th, when the Phoenix Suns come to town. It's Entergy Coastal Restoration Night at the Smoothie King Center, where the first 5,000 fans in attendance receive a Pelicans car charger, courtesy of Entergy. Tip-offs at 7 p.m., with the Pelicans Fest pregame block party getting underway at 5.30, featuring live music, interactive games for the kids, and more. Tickets start as low as $11 and are available now at pelicans.com. Late last summer, the New Orleans Saints picked up Paris Harrelson, outside linebacker from the San Francisco 49ers. That was late in training camp, and then Paris went on to play in all 16 regular season games for the black and gold, starting eight. And yesterday, the Saints and Harrelson renewed their relationship, signing Paris Harrelson to a one-year free agent contract. He joins us here on the Black and Blue Report today. Good morning, uh, Paris. Uh, welcome to the show, and congratulations. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, warm regards from the Saints, I guess, yesterday as you all were able to renew your relationship. And for you as a free agent, uh, why uh, why New Orleans again? What, what did you like about your time with the black and gold wanting you to sign again? Oh, man, I think you've I think you seen the improvement that we were able to make on the defense side of the ball. The, um, playing in New Orleans was a great experience for me. I enjoyed it a lot. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's easy to go back to a place that you enjoy and the people where they – you know, they, they want you back and, and, and really uh, get back to playing football. You mentioned the team's overall improvement on defense, but what about you, Paris? What was your personal growth uh, in that system last season? I think, um, you know, it was, it was like being there and being able to learn the defense, learning from a coach like uh, Coach Ryan and that coaching staff that we that uh, was with the Saints. It, it, automatically, it automatically helps you to um, – you know, step your game up a little bit. It helps you in the growth of your, your football knowledge and, and your IQ and your football IQ. So I look forward to going back and learning from their coaching staff and being able to um, get better. Even joining them late in training camp, and I know that seems like a long time ago, Paris, just by watching you, it, it seemed that you never had trouble getting comfortable with your new teammates and the culture in that locker room, did you? Well, no, I mean, they, they make it easy, man. It's a great locker room. It's a great coaching staff. I mean, like I said, I really enjoyed my time there, man. Last year I enjoyed it there a lot, and they they make it easy. So you know, when you go in and uh, lock a room full of guys that you can, that everybody has the same goal, that's to win games and try to win that ultimate, um, that ultimate, uh, that ultimate goal, which is winning the championship. Then, I mean, it makes it easy, man. When everybody's on the same page, it makes football fun. Talk to me about what you've been up to. I know I haven't seen you on campus in a while. How are you spending your time these days, Paris? I'm just rehabbing and working out, man. Uh, I was just telling them that I'm actually, uh, I think I'm ahead of schedule as far as the pec injury. So I'm uh, getting over that and then being able to just stay in shape. So I'm actually just rehabbing each and every day, uh, working out, uh, staying in shape, doing the small things to get better. And that's all we can, you can pretty much do right now. Man, it seems like everybody I talk to is rehabbing something after an NFL season, doesn't it? I mean, if you don't have something, some kind of a scar after that that grind, you I don't know what your what your uh, what your problem is at this point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I think everybody's rehabbing something. You know, whether it be small or whether it be major, it's something that you have to get healed up. Huh? With the off season as it is now, and with having to rehab something or other, how, how Paris do you or other players? find any time to um to enjoy this some time off is there any time off i mean you, 
What today, like what, the way things are now, it's like it's almost like football's to a, a year round. You know what I mean? But it's 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 ways you can go in and, and get work done as far as taking care of your body, as far as the rehab and staying in shape and being able to enjoy some of your free time also. Because as much as you love playing football and you love enjoy working and being with your friends, sometimes it's good to just get away. I think so. You have to find that that happy medium where you can just you know um, do your work, but also take time to yourself just to you know take a deep breath there and get back into it. Were you nervous at all about um, this offseason as far as where you might land next year, or did you have an inkling all along that you'd end up back in New Orleans? Well, I kind of, I can't, I can't say that, um, you know, I just knew I would end up back in New Orleans. I was hoping I would end up back in New Orleans, but, you know, coming off of a pec injury is so late in the season, you never know what people think about it. You never know how teams, you know, if they want to see you healed up, especially after an injury where you've had surgery. And, um, I'm just glad that, the, you know, the Saints were able to, want to bring me back, and I'm just happy to be back there. Now that you're back in the fold, I can ask you about training camp. The Saints will be working on West Virginia for a couple of weeks of this summer. Um, for you, have you been through that before? Do you like the idea of going someplace somewhat remote to, to train in the summertime? I've never done that before, being honest with you. Um, because, you know, the seven years I with Frisco, we did the training camp in Santa Clara. So I've never been in that um, in that situation where you – you know, I guess packed up and went to another place to do training camp and came back. I've never done it. Is there anything that intrigues you about that process? Have you been able to talk to somebody who has? No, I can't. I don't want to lie and be like, oh, yeah, I think it's a, you know, great decision. It's what coach want to do, so it's what we're going to have to do. My opinion really doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's fair. That's just I get it. Um, when when you look ahead to what what uh, what this summer and then next fall will be like, um, is there something on your radar screen that you'd like to say? Hey, look, um, this is something I want to add to my game. This is where I'd like to see this go for not only me but for the Saints defense. I mean, you always have those those you saying as far as like setting goals for yourself, huh? And yeah, words. that's kind of what I'm getting at, I guess. Right, I mean, it's always one. I've always t- taken that approach to I'm willing to do whatever I have to do to help. You know, it, you know, me playing on the team, help the team get better, whether that's be a better run stopper or try to improve in pass rush or coverage or whatever it may be. So I can always say, man, I'm just willing to do whatever I have to do to help us improve as a unit. Have you been able to watch any of the other teams and what they're doing with free agency? Has anybody kind of surprised you? I mean, I really hadn't. I hadn't really kept up with it. I see, you always see some, you know, guys signing each and every day, and you never know what a team uh, direction is. You know what I mean? You never know what which direction they're headed. I say it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of, um, a bunch of things that's, you know, been eye popping as far as people releasing certain people, people signing certain people. But that's just, I guess that's today's NFL, and that's just how it goes. It's gonna always be something to surprise you. Huh? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, Paris, all the best in rehabbing that pectoral muscle of yours. And uh, I'm so glad that you and the Saints were able to get something done. And we'll look forward to seeing you, I guess, in June. What, at many camp on OTAs? It's right around the corner, isn't it? Yes, sir. It is coming faster than you think, huh? Yeah, it is. It is. Well, good to talk to you again. I appreciate you coming on with us today. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. You bet. Outside linebacker Paris Harrelson back with the black and gold, signing a one-year free agent deal yesterday. It'll be his second season with the Saints coming up starting this summer at training camp. We'll talk more football in just a moment. We'll continue our, dra- our draft series. We'll uh, check in with the St. Louis Rams and Howard Balzer right after this.
every year, people whose statistics say would die from a serious health problem come to Auctioner and live. To us, nothing proves quality more than saving a life no one else could. In fact, on average, statistics say patients who come here are more likely to survive than at other hospitals in the state. Incredible outcomes aren't just happening at one hospital either. Seven of the top hospitals in the state for survival rates are Auctioner. We're also Louisiana's only hospital ranked by U.S. News & World Report in eight different specialties and number one in the country by care checks for liver transplant. It's no wonder people from all over the world come here. A higher quality of care, one more reason to choose Auctioner. And with hospitals and health centers all over the region, connecting is as easy as finding the Auctioner name. Learn more about why quality matters at auctionerquality.org. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Our series previewing the NFL draft continues today as we check in with the St. Louis Rams. As we mentioned in the first segment, the Rams have two, two big, high first-round picks in uh, the May draft. And so we thought we'd continue with the Rams as our own Daniel Salerson sat down with Howard Balzer. He covers St. Louis's NFL franchise for thesportsexchange.com. Thanks, Sean. Howard, the Rams have the luxury of two first-round picks, the second pick courtesy of the Washington Redskins and the 13th pick. In your opinion, what position is the biggest need for the Rams in this draft? I, I think offensive line, certainly a tackle, is one position that they're going to be looking at. While it's not a tremendous need, you do have the uncertainty with Jake Long uh, coming back from a torn ACL, and so you wonder about his return and his longevity. So I think a tackle could be a position. Some of the needs they have don't really reflect in what might be available early in the draft. Uh, certainly safety is a position they definitely want to upgrade. Uh, cornerback is, is a position that they'd probably like to add uh, some depth and perhaps defensive tackle. But a lot will depend on what they decide to do early in the draft when the, the strength uh, certainly appears to be at positions other than the ones that are their big needs. So, you know, the Texans hold the number one pick. They're also thinking about shopping that pick. Do you see maybe the Rams going with an offensive tackle like Greg Robinson at number two? Who do you see going number two, depending? I know you can't predict who the Tec- Texans will get, but who do you see the Rams getting a number two? I-, I would suspect if the Rams stay where they are, and I think that they'd certainly love for some team to make them an offer so they can move down. And, of course, I think a lot of teams are probably in that mode of looking to trade down with the depth there is in this draft. But if they, if they end up picking where they are, I would think it would probably be a, be a tackle. You know, there's some, there's some school of thought that says, you know, they might, you know, they might go with Jadavion Clowney. Of course, the Rams are very strong at defensive end, but as some say all the time, you can never have enough uh, pass rushers. But, you know, I would think whether it's a Greg Robinson or a Jake Matthews that if, if like I said, if, if they can't trade that pick and sit there and make a choice at two, uh, then I would think it's a real good chance that it, it's going to be a tackle. Do you see them? Is their number one pro- priority, you think, the Rams is shopping that number two pick since they won, since, like you said, there's a lot of depth and that they also have the luxury of another first-round pick? Yeah, I, I still think they would like like to move it, and especially if you can move down not too many picks and end up 
let's say with another second round pick or another third round pick, then that's adding another good player uh, to your roster. And I think they also look at it and say, if we trade down, we're still going to get a very good player there. You know, maybe you don't get Greg Robinson at tackle, but you still get uh, Jake Matthews. You know, maybe they end up deciding to take a wide receiver if a Sammy Watkins would slip, or even uh, a Mike Evans. So I think uh, in their in their mind, I think the value that they're looking for at the positions they like might be better served by uh, by picking a, a little bit later, as long as they can get value in that trade. We're talking with Howard Balzer, who covers the Rams for the Sports Exchange. Now, you brought me up to the next point with the wide receiver, the Rams just signing Kenny Britt. How does that affect the the Rams going into the draft as far as the wide receiver position? Does that even affect them at all? It, it, it might, but I think if if they decide, especially to take a wide receiver high, which I think is somewhat of a long shot, but if they would take one high, I don't know that you know signing Britt uh, would have that much of an impact. Although I think one thing we have to look at is you know, the Rams – off-season program, you know, begins April 21st, uh, which is about uh, two and a half weeks before the draft. And while you're not going to be on the field or really see Kenny Britt, you're going to, assuming he reports for it, and I would think he would going to a new team, that you're going to have a pretty good feel for what kind of physical shape he's in and all that. And if they if they're thinking that he's looking pretty good and can even capture some of what he's been able to do in the past, then, then that mitigates the need for another young wide receiver to come in. And we know how, how often it takes sometimes for wide receivers to really make, to really make an impact. So I, I think there are some wild cards with Britt. Obviously it's only a one-year contract mm-hmm. because they want to see uh, where he is in his career. But if, if they, if they really believe that not only can they get good production out of him this year, but then they'll be able to keep him going forward uh, next year, uh, then certainly that's a positive for them because I'll tell you, he comes to this roster as a wide receiver only enter only with five years experience, but having the most experience of any wide receiver on their roster. Now the, the Rams also lost Kellen Clemens to the Chargers, their backup quarterback. Do you see the Rams going after a quarterback in the later rounds to back up Sam Bradford? I think you know they've signed Sean Hill as a veteran backup, right. but I think there's a very good chance. Depending where you know, it's hard to say where. Uh, it could be as early as the second round, but I think only if they're able to uh, pick up uh, an extra pick or two in a trade down in the first round. If they're just sitting there with their one second round pick, then I would think we're probably looking at third round, maybe the fourth. Where this is a, this is a pretty. A lot of people think this is a very good draft for the next level of quarterbacks after the top ones. And, heck, I think there's some mixed opinions even uh, on the top ones. So if you can get an A.J. McCarron or a Mettenberger or, you know, we can make a long list of, you know, other Connor Shaw of South Carolina, mm-hmm. you, you can make a long list of, of quarterbacks that, uh, that could appeal to teams in those later rounds. And I think, that, I, I think certainly uh, the Rams will – I would think they'll be looking at something like that to add to it. They're, the young quarterback they have on the roster now is Austin Davis, who they released – prior to the start of the last regular season and uh, only brought him back after Sam Bradford got hurt. So I I would think they're looking uh, definitely at a developmental quarterback at somewhere in that third or fourth round range. Well, the Rams have a lot of important decisions to make in the next month, that's for sure. That's Howard Balzer covering the Rams for the Sports Exchange. Howard, how can people follow you on Twitter, and what's the website for the Sports Exchange? Uh, Twitter is uh, at, at, at hbalzer721. Technically, there's really no uh, website for the Sports Exchange, but I, I also do some uh, writing uh, locally in St. Louis for uh, ksdk.com. Uh, 
Okay, great. That's Howard Balzer talking Rams draft. Sean, back to you. All right, Daniel, thank you very much. Tomorrow we are scheduled to check in with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have the third pick overall in the NFL draft. We'll turn our attention to basketball here in just a moment. We'll catch up with Tyreek Evans and get his thoughts as the Pelicans begin this three-game West Coast road trip next. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm going to hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. This is Pelican Forward, Tyreek Evans, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report here in Denver, Colorado, as the Pelicans take on the Denver Nuggets later on tonight. Well, Tyreek Evans now has 15 starts under his belt. The combo guards, a big reason why the Pelicans had a winning month of March. His play has been outstanding here of late, and Evans was uh, in front of the assembled media at Airline Drive yesterday after the Pelicans practiced. The Pelicans practiced for a couple hours before heading to the airport to uh, get on the plane and depart New Orleans to uh, make their way here to Denver to start this three-game road trip. Here's what Evans had to say to the media yesterday on a variety of topics following practice. Stop this from being a losing streak heading out to this final stretch. Lost two games now. Is it, you know, heading out to the road now? Uh, it's definitely going to be, uh, be for us to focus you know, going on this road trip. Um, just trying to go out there and win you know, um, as many games as possible on the road, you know, it's, it's not easy playing the road, especially with the teams we have to play. So, uh, you know, I think it's very important for us to focus and shoot around the ground and get out to a good start. Did last night surprise you at all, the way it kind of turned out? Uh, the game? Yeah. Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, um, you know, they just um, play harder than us. They got a lot of rebounds. Um, DeMarcus Cousins, you know, um, had a great game, you know, and, um, you know, we look back on that, we went shoot around, you know, we, we talked about how we was going to, you know, make adjustments, and we just didn't do it. Do, do you see yourself as a smaller forward? Shooting guard, slash guard, backcourt, guy. Where do you see yourself? Uh, some, somewhere, huh? Monty kind of said he didn't see you as a small forward, he see you more as a... Yeah, definitely, man. I think you're right. Uh, just... Um, one of those positions, a point guard, a small forward, you know, either one, you know, I can I can play. So, uh, you know, I just got to, you know, get used to it, you know, um, with, this, with this system and, you know, just get in the rhythm and trying to find a way. Last, moving forward, would you want to continue being a start lineup, you know, even looking ahead to next year? Are you comfortable with going back to the reserve role? I mean, I definitely want to start, but, I mean, it's about the team at the end of the day. I mean, they need me to come out the bench, you know, to – you know, get it done, that's what I do. I mean, um, I just want to whatever it do it takes for us to win. I know you're not a big, but 
go up against another good rebounding team in Denver. Did was today's practice spent on me to clean up some things with regard to rebounding? No, uh, not really, man. We know what we have to do. Um, we know um, they're a good rebounding team. Last time, you know, uh, I think they did a pretty good job on on them. You know, um, keeping them off the boards. You know, we just got to do the same thing up there. You know, it's tough playing up there in Denver, so we just got to be focused and locked in. Do you, I don't know how much you get to talk to fans, but you know, it's like they they email us in chat rooms and stuff, and they see the, how the team won the last couple of times we played point guard, and then they're why doesn't he why doesn't he keep playing point guard? Do you get that question, or what do you think? I mean, how do you answer something like that? Uh, not really. I mean, um, I mean, everybody got their own opinion, you know, you know what they think. But at the end of the day, uh, our coaches don't want to run the show. So, you know, um, that's just something I, we have to live by, you know, and uh, just take it one game at a time and just try to get better overall. Tyreek Evans started at the two-guard last time out with the return of Brian Roberts to the starting lineup. I would expect the backcourt stays the same this evening with, again, Evans at the shooting guard and Brian Roberts running point again in the starting five. When we come back, we'll pull David Wesley into the conversation here at the Team Hotel in Denver. We'll get his thoughts not only on tonight's game, but what the Pelicans have in store for us in the month of April. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. I'm Pelicans forward Jason Smith. Every day, one in six Louisiana households are at risk of hunger. I'm attorney Morris Spark, and every day, Second Harvest Food Bank helps thousands of our local neighbors in need. That's why I'm teaming up with the New Orleans Pelicans to ask you to join us in the fight against hunger. Text the word Pelicans to 80088 to join the Second Harvest family, and you will also have a chance to win autographed Pelicans gear, floor seats to a game, and much more. Join us, because together we can solve hunger. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. It's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to Denver. We're about to wrap up today's Black and Blue Report. Certainly last uh, but not least on a Wesley Wednesday we go with David Wesley. That that just means you're the anchor. You're the anchor bringing up the rear today. I'm not an anchor. I'm a starter. On Wesley Wednesday I go first. I want to be on the first of the show from now on. Get this thing kicked off the right way. I don't know who are the other people on here today, but this is this is this is not right. This uh, we're setting a bad precedent here for the fans. Well, you know, this is the fifth segment, so that make you still in the starting five, right? I'm trying to work uh, this in your favor. Ah, uh, nice, nice, <laughs> starting five. Okay, okay, right. Does that work. That yeah, was. I'm working with yep. you. All right, all right, good deal. All right, so the Mile High City, and here we go. This is uh, kind of the beginning of the end, if you will. March has now uh, left us a winning month. I want to talk to you about that a little bit. But uh, maybe in front of us here, these three games out west, starting with Denver tonight. This is the, can you believe it? This is our last uh, road trip of significance for the season. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of funny. You, you know, you, sometimes you think the season drags on and drags on, and then all of a sudden you're done, and you're saying, man, that went kind of fast. But, um, you know, it's been, it's been a lot to, to be – um, kind of happy about the way the Pelicans and guys have stepped up, have played over the over the month of March, and uh, hopefully they can finish strong and have a good taste in their mouth 
so to speak, and uh, going into the summer. Yeah, they've lost two straight, but they still had a winning month. They're only winning month now of the season. It's a month in where we saw a couple of different things. Anthony Davis continuing to play well. He comes off the injury of Dallas and just explodes. Tyreek Evans, with the 15 starts that he's had, uh, showed, I think, Monty Williams, us, and others, um, truly not only how good he can be, but how versatile he can be. And then here late in the month, Anthony Morrow has really stepped up. Uh, yeah, let's let's start with Anthony Morrow, who's flat out just shooting the ball uh, like crazy with a lot of confidence, uh, has an idea what he wants to do. Um, can it sometimes get to be volume sh a shooter, but uh, he's making so many of them and, and very aggressive. You, you got to like what you see in him. Uh, like you said, Tyreek and his 15 starts, you know, over 20 points, right at six rebounds and six assists. So filling the stat sheet, very versatile, can play different positions, uh, a good problem for this coaching staff to have going into next season. Where do you play him or do you just put him out there and say go? And the, the franchise player, Anthony Davis, is, uh, has really stepped his game up and, and really proven that he can handle that kind of um, responsibility. He's done it with, with grace, sharing it with his team and, and always says the right things. And, uh, you know, next year, you know, over the summer, can he add a post game that he's very confident in, a go-to, um, working out of double teams, those kind of things. And, you know, this team is, is really looking good when you start, start thinking about getting all the players out back that, they, that are out right now. Am I taking some of the shine off of March by throwing out the fact that they played 11 at home? Um, does that matter to you? Um, or do you see it as more of a, a contributor to this team getting better? If, if in those games in March they played them all at home against teams uh, under 500 or, or, you know, last half of the, uh, the league in wins, maybe. Maybe it would kind of damper a little bit because most people looking around, they would say, oh, they didn't beat anybody. But they went on a streak. They beat uh, Atlanta, who's a playoff team, even though they're under 500. Then Brooklyn and Miami and uh, the Clippers. Uh, that's a pretty good stretch, regardless of whether you're at home or not. And in this league, you have to win games at home. If they can establish some type of comfort at home where they, where they have a really solid, dominant record at home, then you go out there on the road, and, and they've been very good against the East this year. They take that recipe into next year, and they're going to end up with a good record and probably end up in the playoffs. Give me your thoughts on this road trip. Traditionally, this road trip, uh, in any form that you want to put it, uh, when you go Denver, Salt Lake, and, and Portland, um, this is tough. Uh, this year, though, you've got two of the three teams that are down. Portland's still trying to figure out if they can finish strong or not, but give me your thoughts on Pelicans versus those guys in this format this time of year. Well, you know, the, the, the one thing is, is guys are tired. It's end of the season. They have to find that's something that gets them up, whether it's um, I still want to go out there and be professional and perform. Uh, this is a winnable game. We want to get to 36, 37 wins, uh, which, I mean, if they get to 37 wins, that's 10 better than last year, which is awesome. You know, that's a goal that you can have at the end of the season. That only means something to the team. Um, it, is a, it is a tough road trip, but two winnable games on the front end um, with Denver and Utah that, um, who are struggling, but Utah came into New Orleans and, and beat them, so maybe that's a little added fuel for them to go win that game as well. Portland seems to have righted the ship just a bit. Uh, 
Damian Lillard played awesome last night, um, over 30. Um, Aldridge is, is back to doing what he does uh, after missing a few games, and the team seems to be playing, playing really well. So that's going to be a tough one, but uh, certainly if they can come out here on the road, and, and again, you want to finish strong, and, and hopefully that's what they have in mind to do. All right, Denver's injury situation, is it worse than New Orleans right now, or are they about the same? I would say it's it's. Uh, I would say New Orleans is worse. They have, I think, more key guys out. Denver has a lot of guys out, but uh, you know, your, your starting point guard, your starting shooting guard, your uh, three guy or, or Ryan Anderson could start anywhere. Um, your starting center and, and Jason Smith. So, um, you know that's. That's a whole lot of yeah. production that's that's not in the lineup that it's hard to replace, and um, I, I don't think that they're quite as bad as far as production out of the lineup, but they're certainly pretty bad. I think that Monty Williams would agree with us that the center position for the Pelicans has been a bit of a mess here of late. But is Jeff Withy emerging? Are you seeing progress with him? Is he the kind of player that can we we will look back and say? April was his month, you know, as, as far as, you know, we talked about March being kind of Tyreek and Anthony and, and Anthony, you know, the two Anthony's months. Um, can Jeff Withy uh, show us something in April? I, I certainly hope so. Uh, you know, it's been a small sample, and I don't want to jump the gun too fast. He has, you know, a lot of growing size and, and uh, understanding the game things to, to get to. Um, he, he, he has some ability there that with confidence and, and assertiveness that are going to start to shine. It's been fun to watch him over the last three or four games uh, go out there and take advantage. Uh, like you said, the, the center position is quite a mess with the two, uh, Steensma and uh, Agenza, not being able to stay out of foul trouble, and um, which limits what, what they have to bring. Uh, you know, you, you – you want to say, oh, he can do this. Well, you can't see if he can do this because he'll do it for a spurt and then be on the bench in foul trouble. So, um, you know, certainly this is an opportunity for them with Jason Smith out to, to carve a, a spot on this team, but it doesn't seem like anybody but Withy has really taken advantage of that of those situations. How is David Wesley going to approach his first uh, snowmobile experience tomorrow in Park City, Utah? With caution. <laughs> we are going to make sure that I get off that snowmobile in one piece, no injuries. I don't want to mess up my golf game for the summer. Summer's right around the corner for me. And so um, I, I'm, I want to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to be ready to roll. But as long as I get off that thing injury-free, we have done a good job. I've had to do some arm <laughs> twisting with you at John DeShazer to get you to try and do something a little different on our off day tomorrow. Well, when you say going out into the snow, whether it be skiing or snowmobiling, at the age of 43 is the first time you've ever done it. <laughs> there is, a, a, you know, a lot of um, caution and uh, resistance. So, yes, it has taken some, some arm twisting, but you did your job, and we are on the trip, and we'll see what happens. Before we play tomorrow, uh, we've got a game to do tonight. You, you and jo uh, Joe Myers tonight, what is it, a 7.30 pregame, right? 7.30 pregame. It's a late game, huh? Yeah, 8 o'clock tip central time. Yeah, 7.30 and uh, 
and we get off on uh, Fox Sports New Orleans, ready to rock and roll and, and bring you another good telecast. All right, and hopefully a win, too, we'll be talking about as the Pelicans take on the Denver Nuggets tonight. That'll pretty much do it for us here on the Black and Blue Report today. David and I uh, sitting comfortably, sipping coffee at the uh, team hotel in Denver. We're probably painting a picture that nobody wants to hear about, <laughs> and, and some of it's probably somewhat embellished, but that's for sure. Hey, thanks to uh, Saints outside linebacker Paris Harrelson for stopping by the show today. We heard from Tyreek Evans and uh, Howard Bolzer covering the St. Louis Rams as we continued our draft preview series on today's program as well. All right, so you heard David. It'll be a David and Joel tonight on the television. John and I will have it on the radio for you. That's an eight central tip from the Pepsi Center here in Denver. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we'll see you on the television and on the radio tonight. That'll do it for us. Daniel Sanderson's your host tomorrow for the Black and Blue Report. Don't forget the Monty Williams Show is yours tomorrow night from Salt Lake City at 8 central on the flagship WWL-FM. Go Pelicans tonight, and congratulations again to Paris Harrelson and the Saints for coming together on another one-year free agent contract. Greetings from Denver, where uh, David is sitting comfortably now, maybe not so much tomorrow. That'll do it for us. This is the Black and Blue Report, and so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.